Welcome to the Language Hacking Podcast from Fluent in Three Months. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Language Hacking Podcast. I'm your host, Benny Lewis, and this is another standalone Ask Benny style episode where I'm going to share my own thoughts on something with you. And in this episode, I want to tackle why Anki is still my favorite app in 2022. So even after all these years, I originally discovered Anki thanks to the readers of my blog who shared it with me after I I had written a few posts over the first year. And it's a very simple flashcard app. And there are so many other flashcard apps out there. And I think it depends really on your personality. A lot of people find Anki boring. And for me personally, I, because I have ADHD, I have attention issues, I get distracted easily. I actually find some of the other apps that have a lot of uh, animations and ding sounds and medals that you can win. I find that distracts me. And also it takes up time, like all the animation style in some apps that between the different vocabulary, um, it adds a, a couple of extra seconds that just gets me out of that momentum that I could be learning more words right now. So maybe it's not for you for that reason. But for me, the simplicity of Anki is actually a huge advantage. I just want to see the word so I can or the context of the sentence and uh, be asked, do I know what that translation may be and then present it and see if I know it and then grade it based on how hard it is. And if you guys don't know, Anki is based on the spaced repetition system, which has been proven to be the best way to maintain your vocabulary in the long term that you get um you get a vocabulary term repeated to you just before you would forget it and loads of apps do this loads of apps have realized this is the best system to implement i just happen to prefer anki uh because of its simplicity so that's the uh first reason i really like it the next reason is that it's one of the easiest for simply importing my own self-made decks. So there is a little bit of a database that you can import for Anki for pre-made decks. And I do use that on occasion. But the best part of it for me is that as I'm having a spoken session with a teacher, I would have another tab open for a Google Sheet and I add more and more vocabulary to that tab where um, one uh, column is the English and the other column is the target language. And I generally build that up as much as I can to one or 200 terms. So that might take a couple of lessons. And once I've got enough, I'll export that as a CSV file. And then I can import that CSV into Anki. So because of that, the decks that I study are based on vocabulary that I genuinely use myself and that come up during my language lessons and that I want to make sure I'm going to remember for the future. And I'll also add to those decks as I'm reading books and coming across unique terminology that I want to make sure I remember in future. So uh, that's another great thing. Um, Another reason that I like it is there's an option within the app that you can make it bi-directional. So rather than having to manually have two versions of the word that I have the English version and the target language. So I'm getting tested by seeing the English and seeing, do I know how to say that in the target language, but also the reverse of seeing the the word in the target language and asking myself, do I know the English equivalent of that word or sentence? Obviously you don't want to just learn words in isolation. I do try to add them in the context of a sentence whenever possible. 
Um, but my point is that there's an option that you can very simply have the app test you both directions. And I do like this because I want to make sure I both recognize the word and can produce the word myself. And sometimes I find I remember one easier than the other. So I do want to test both, but I don't have to, when I'm setting up the app, manually add it in, in both directions. That's just an option in how I study it. And another reason I really love it is that it's cross-platform and backed up online. You can make a free Anki account and link to that account and you can study it on a web page. You can study it on uh, an application on your computer. And of course, you can study it on an application on your phone. And whenever you're finished the session, just click sync and that'll be backed up to the cloud so you know you can access it later. And I would probably use my Android app the most, but I would create the acts, I would create the decks uh, most smoothly and quickly on the computer. So I would create it on the computer, synchronize, and then download it to my app. And that's generally how I like to study it because I can pull out the app wherever I may be. Another reason I love it is that it's free. Uh, now, apart from the iPhone app, uh, I've never actually, I did buy it when I used to actively use my iPad, but to be totally honest, I don't really use my iPad that much. And it's been a long time since I've owned an iPhone, so I haven't used the Apple equivalent, but even if you use an Apple device, you can still use the uh, web-based version for free. Uh, the only catch is, of course, you need to make sure you have an active internet connection, but you can still completely use it for free. But every other system, you can use the uh, Android app for free. You can use the uh, PC or Mac version of the application for free. And of course, you can use the browser version for free. So uh, it doesn't have any cost associated with it, which is great because a lot of the other alternatives have some kind of a subscription program which may be worth it if the app has a lot of other resources and uh, reasons to use it. Uh, but for me, Anki is just such a no-brainer because of that. But again, I will say that the simplicity of the interface can be a downside for a lot of people because it can come across as boring. But I personally really need as few distractions as possible. I just want to see what is the word I need to remember and then try to remember it. And I try to come up with a mnemonic myself. Um, and you know, there's other resources that can maybe help you with mnemonics and whatever, but Anki does a very simple thing and it does that well. And that's just being a flashcard app. So it's why going into 2022, even after using it for, uh, this rate, probably 11 or 12 years, I still think it is my favorite app. And for now it will continue to be my favorite app. So that is what I wanted to share with you today. I hope you found that interesting. So uh, make sure to leave us a review if you enjoy this podcast and go find me on social media if you want to interact with me and see how I'm doing with my own language learning. I'll have a link to Anki and the various ways you can find it in the show notes for this episode. So that all being said, thanks again. And until the next time, happy language learning. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Language Hacking Podcast. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Spotify, Podcast Addict, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you found this episode valuable and want to help us out, please leave a review at languagehacking.com forward slash review. 
The Language Hacking Podcast is presented by Benny Lewis, Shannon Kennedy, and Elizabeth Bruckner, and produced by Katie Pascoe, with special thanks to the Fluent in Three Months team. Theme music was written and performed by Shannon Kennedy. Find the show notes at languagehacking.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening and happy language learning.